Welcome to Reboot, 21st Century Enrollment Management. I'm your host, Paul Bolton. So 21st Century Enrollment Management, what does that mean? There's a lot of advancements that are, have been made in higher education. I mean, even if you look at the classroom and the setup of a classroom and the technology that's used, it's completely different. Now, let's also look at the different degree programs. There's a lot of interdisciplinary programs and degrees that are popping up, which is great. It's, it, you know, I'm not here to, to break that apart. That's, 21st, that's the 21st century about a university. But the enrollment management piece, many times is not 21st century. Let's be honest. Let, it, that's the state we're at, 21st century enrollment management. So what, what do I mean by that? Why is it not 21st century? It's 21st century, Paul. We have, a, we, have a, we have a brand new CRM and we're doing digital marketing. So yes, it is 21st century. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe pieces of it are. But when I'm talking about enrollment management and all the new technology that we're going to have in the classrooms that are going to attract students and then the new degree programs that are going to be populating, those are going to be seated courses and then also online. There's a huge piece to that that needs to be working and happen correctly. And that's the pathway to those programs, to those amazing classrooms, to the innovations at campus. Uh, upon you know, taking that student through the pathway of degree completion, if they're that non-traditional adult learner, into graduation, to becoming alumni and, and uh, representing your university and potentially even giving back to your university one day when they make it big, right? that graduate student that's going to go on and continue their education and do some great things out there in the world because they came through your university with a specific degree program that your faculty developed, that your leadership developed, and then that's, you know, and so those are, see that back end is exciting and we think about it and we think about the curriculum for this program and why it's going to be just, I mean, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait to start sharing about this. The enrollment management piece. We just think it's going to work, right? People are going to want to go to the program. They're going to go right into it, and that's all going to happen. And I know that that's not what's thought about, but the, the, the front end could be very complex. It doesn't have to be, but it can be. And the reason that sometimes it is is because the pre-work that's done, even on the curriculum and the, the program development, needs to also involve pre-work on the enrollment piece the pipeline. So how does that ha need, what needs to happen? That means if you are in the admissions office and you are a leader in the admissions office, then you, that you need to insert yourself in that conversation or make sure that you get the attention and gain the attention of leadership working in that by just simply asking questions. By asking questions. By also getting out of your office and maybe going to meet with that person that's you know, been hired on as a full fa full-time faculty member that's developing that program to discuss, hey, so what's the, what's the plan on getting students in this program? What's that pathway look like? What's the, what kind of student are you kind of, are you thinking about that would benefit from this program? Okay, now that person that works in admissions and you're in admissions leadership, that means you got to have marketing with you too. You got to have marketing with you too. Now, when's this, when are we thinking about launching this program? Okay, we're going to launch this program when? Now, we're going to launch this program, all right, what other things are going on with the marketing department that might pull them, 
that, like a project they might have to pull away from. See, because we're a smaller university, right? So we're going to have to maybe look at um, outside resources to build the pipeline to this program. We're going to have to get some assistance. We're going to also have to plan. And um, we need to see if the, the interest is out there. Do we know the interest is out there? And if we do, <coughs> how do we get that information? See, there's a lot of resources sometimes that we can't afford um, or we haven't invested in. So we think there might be a niche out there for a degree program because maybe we're going to put our own little twist on it or whatever. But we don't know that. And you don't, you know, there, there's a lot of risk there. There's also a lot of risk if you're not involving your admissions and marketing department to figure out what that bandwidth looks like. Because it, let's say it is a good thing and there's a huge funnel that's going to be created from this. Well, um, when, when is that going to come? Is that going to be in the fall semester or the spring semester? When are these students coming in? Is it a seated course or is it online? Okay, this student population that we're going to be contacting, um, you know, what's that? Are we doing a campaign? Uh, do we have a communication plan set up? Now, once they, once they enter the university funnel, the process, who's handling these students? Okay, now who, what, what's advising look like? What's that advising look like? Because if it's an online course, do we have an advisor that has the bandwidth to assist these students and sit down with them, whether it's over Skype or virtually, to, to work with them and get, and, and get them all set up for classes? What's that look like? Also, financial aid. When's that coming into the picture? When are we going to actually send uh, details of the finances and, and what that's going to look like for the non-traditional student or the graduate student? Side note, the sooner the better. All right, back to it. Those pieces that I just named, those happen after. And they should be happening like concurrently or prior to that program being developed. But because sometimes we don't talk, because many times we don't talk at the university, we don't know until the, the wheels are already churning for these changes. So leaders in these offices, financial aid, advising, admissions, marketing, that's... If that doesn't, if that's not working, I don't care what degree program you develop, you're not going to get students into it. And the thing is, if you do get students into it, but the process that they had to go through was not streamlined and was not great, greatly served by customer service and uh, just a delivery, it's going to be hard to get future students for the program. Also, think about the, the frontline individuals. If you're, not in the, if you're in leadership and admissions, think about your admissions counselors. If you want to have motivation to really insert yourself in these conversations, think about those that work, that process all the paperwork, that are on the phones, that are meeting with students, that are already stretched as thin as, you know, as you would even imagine, that now we're going to now ask them to do this. Where maybe if we thought about it and knew what that bandwidth looks like, that we probably would have brought someone on full-time or part-time anyways to even handle this. Or are they capable of, of uh, or, you know, do we have the right people? I'm not saying that, hey, let's get, you, we need to clean out the admissions office, 
but it, with this particular academic program, what you know in recruiting it, what type of qualifications does that recruiter need to have? What kind of conversations does that recruiter need to be comfortable with what having? Have they ever have they ever recruited or had conversations with online students, or are you just now pulling online students into their funnel through your? CRM and now they're now supposed to discuss things with these, these students as well when the recruitment of an online student is completely different than a recruitment of a seated course student that lives four blocks away from the university and works at a local business. It's different. It's completely different. But because a lot of those decisions and a lot of that is made in a reactive management style that the the, the office, the enrollment management piece of it is trying to work as fast as possible to readjust. But see, when they do that, what also happens is whatever normally is being done or worked on is now not being. So take, you know, with some of us that work in these small nonprofit private universities, take one of your admissions counselors and dedicate them outside of what they normally do. Just do it for a couple months, right? What would happen? Okay, what would happen? I know many of us use, you know, alpha sorts or, or uh, you know, especially those that work in the adult, uh, not the non-traditional student population. How, how, how are we supposed to effectively work with those students? Um, you know, are we, we're supposed to like kind of split that up? That, you know, I, I, where I'm getting at is we have to plan. I know it, it sounds, I was telling somebody the other day, common sense sometimes comes as like aha moments and that's like to me that's like a whoa whoa why this shouldn't be common this isn't this is common sense but we're not doing it and many times we're not doing it is because it might make you uncomfortable to have that conversation outside of your office it might make you uncomfortable or shift the course of everything was great and everything was peaceful and now I'm going to walk out of my office, I'm getting ready to go to this meeting and I'm going to have to bring up and be, you know, so one, you're going to have to figure out what your tone's going to be, you're going to have to be solution driven, so you need to do your homework first, but come in there with questions. Now when you ask questions, you are indirectly going to impact some of the conversations that are going to be probably happening when you're not around. You have to help and figure out, is there anybody that can be a champion for this? So. It, I can see that this is going to be an amazing program and I want, to, I want to make sure that we do the best job that we can on our end in the admissions office. And then I also have talked to the director of financial aid. I, um, we need to make sure that we have uh, advisors and financial aid uh, advisors or counselors or do we need to have dedicated individuals for this, uh, these uh, prospective students coming in? Or are we outsourcing this? Okay, we are. The, okay, great. If we're going to do that. You know, then we need to make sure that the handoff between the admissions office is a soft one that are now working with this other third party. There's a whole bunch of things that are going to be coming into play. If those are not sorted out, it can be a mess. And the initial newness of the program and the opportunities will wear off. So go back to your offices, get those individuals around you and the leadership positions in those other pieces of the enrollment uh, management so advising financial aid admissions bring marketing in have you know develop a playbook for the front end and make sure that we're also meeting with the back end which is after matriculation and classes start 
So what does that look like? And making sure that it meshes correctly. Because how a student comes into the university, whether they are the non-traditional student or the graduate student, will either increase or decrease their retention. Whole different podcast episode, but it will either increase or decrease their retention. Because they might just go ahead and get started and go with it because, well, they've kind of eliminated other options, but they're already now looking outside to go to another school, especially if it's online. If they are coming to brick and mortar, you know, they might come, they're not very happy about it, um, and there's some things in the, the air that uh, one unanswered in the enrollment because, I don't know, because they just kind of maybe got passed around or it just, to them, it just didn't seem like the process was very smooth. And there's something to be said about that. I mean, think about us as consumers. If I went to a bank and I'm switching my account over, especially for those transfer students, and I'm switching my bank from one bank to another, and I go in and it's just like, well, you got to go talk to this person. You got to meet with this person. Oh, you got to call that person. Or, oh, we can't see you today because you didn't have an appointment. Um, so think about the non-traditional student. There's all these things, you know, and then the graduate student. There's a lot of things that are done over the phone and virtually. And then when they finally get to campus, sometimes we have to reset and schedule another appointment. Or there's a lot of questions that have gone unanswered. Um, and then when they go through and they start classes, boom, you don't see them after a couple weeks. You don't, you, you know, or they, you, you look at the numbers later down the road and see that, you know, the class that you enrolled or the class that just came through or the cohort that came through, a lot of them are falling off. So we'll go ahead and stop today. It's my rant for the day. You know, you all, I, I, I don't think like I'm, <laughs> I don't think I'm crazy when, I'm, when I have these thoughts. It's just coming from my experience. And um, I know that there's a lot of you out there that work in that small nonprofit, private, but even the larger universities, I know this is a thing. I know this is a thing. You meet with these students daily. Your admissions counselors meet with these students daily. You know what some of the barriers already are. So when new programs pop up, and the expectation is more students, you're also thinking, that's great, but were, were there some other issues that we're already having? And I can only see those growing, so uh, can we address those too? Um, address those now and have those conversations, and then here's the people that need to be involved in that, you know, because we wanna make sure that this process is just is tight, and it's not gonna be perfect, but if we have a playbook to go along with it, the next time we do this, we'll be even better and more prepared. And we will continue to grow as a university. We can, we can make all the programs we want and all the developments and make the, you know, the campus beautiful. But if we do not invest in that front line, whether it's time, resources, and money to develop a plan and to have goals and to have KPIs with those goals, and to be able to hold people accountable to those goals, both on the enrollment end and then, act, and then the retention end of those students, then uh, there's, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of negatives that can happen with what should be a positive uh, experience and a positive transition as the university starts to begin to create more um, opportunities for the non-traditional students and then also the graduate students, uh, prospective students of your university. So now we got, we got a job to do. 
Get back on campus. Start thinking about those questions. Bring some other people in. Get a committee going. You don't have to get permission to do that. Have a committee meeting. Sit down. Let's talk about some of this. Let's talk about the stuff of this. Let's come together with some ideas. And then let's go and speak to some of those in leadership and academics about some of our not concerns, but our plan because we want to enhance and make sure that this process is going to be a good one, but indirectly you're also making sure that everyone's aware that, hey, if we're going to develop these programs, these academic programs and opportunities, we also need to be thinking about this as well, the enrollment piece. And here's some things that we found that are opportunities. Here's some threats. Here's some things that are urgent, important, we need to go ahead and start working on now. And then let's develop a timeline and a date where we're going to launch and be ready for this. Your timeline, the enrollment office might be completely different than that timeline of a uh, academic dean um, or chair or leader of a, that, that said academic program. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, have a great rest of the week and uh, thanks for tuning in to Reboot.